Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 155. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week on the show, we're joined by Dom Lehane, founder and host of the How to Cut It podcast, where he shares interviews with today's leading hairdressers and barbers to help people with their career path in the industry. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salons, business, and marketing needs. Behind every person that's got success, there is a journey, isn't there? There's a journey that... Yeah, the ups, the downs. And we don't always hear about those things. And I worry that we live in a world now where everything is seen to be overnight success. I I always say there is nothing right or wrong about success. It comes down to you individually what you want. You could have the 5, 10, 15 chained salons, franchise salons around the world, and that's success to a lot of people, but it may not make you happy. So our guest today, the man you've just heard in the soundbite, is currently celebrating over 30 years in the hairdressing industry. He's still the owner of Dominic Lahane Salon and founder of leading online community and live events platform for hairdressers, Hair Club Live. His podcast, How to Cut It, is dedicated to giving hairdressers and barbers of all levels the insights, inspiration, and information to the many exciting pathways and opportunities available to listeners, helping them to a successful and fulfilling career in the hairdressing and barbering industry. And it just so happens that today we'll be talking a lot about success. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Dom. How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, we're, we're all good. Now we're here talking to you folks. So absolute pleasure. Three but, podcasters together, united. Yeah, you know, this is so good. That's what you're thinking. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's great to actually talk to fellow podcasters because there isn't too many people that you bump into the street to the podcasters. So yeah, really good. More and more though, in, in the US anyways, North America, more and more, I'm in this like Facebook group for podcasting and it just seems there, there's a new show every day, but in the salon industry, not so much. So it is kind of special. Yeah. Yeah. It's bonkers, isn't it? I mean, you know, I know since you guys have been doing, I think we've been around about the same sort of time span, haven't we? We kind of launched yeah, similar times and yeah, it's, it's just mental how much podcasting has just kicked on and and which is really exciting i think you know i think speakers and sound systems and you know places to listen to them has, has really opened up so yeah they're good when you recorded your first podcast or decided to go into podcasts and did you realize you'd be still doing the same thing 150 episodes later uh, do you know what I, I think it's one of them I kind of thought once I go into it, I felt confident that I would stick at it. I am one of these that once you start seek, you go with it. But I think, yeah, I did. I, I really felt I, I didn't actually worry too much if people weren't going to be listening in. I just thought, look, in the end, as long as you provide great content like you guys are doing, then then people will listen. And yeah, I mean, it's it's probably for me, I'm the, it's what I'm most obsessed about now. And I think bringing that message about the hair industry and everything that's built around it is what keeps me going. And when, when it's helping to inspire a new generation of hairdressers, as well as old school, you know, the seasoned pros, that's what makes it also worthwhile to do. It's all about the impact, isn't it? And it just makes access to information so much easier than any form of media. Like if you think about reading a blog, that takes time to sit down and physically read the blog. If, if you're watching a video, okay, yeah, you can 
just listen to the audio and still go about working, but there's still some visual cues you need to pay attention to. With a podcast, I can literally do just about anything while listening to a podcast. I can walk to work, I can sit in a bus and go to work, I can travel anywhere, I can drive a car and still learn. No, big time. I think that's what it's about, isn't it? That that podcasting is exactly that. It's a, it's dead time, isn't it? I think more and more people are understanding what a podcast is. Where in the early days, you know, even like say three years ago, telling somebody that you were doing a podcast, certainly here in the UK, you know, it was what's a podcast and, and how to explain what a podcast is. But yeah, I'm, I just love it. I love audio content anyway. So if somebody's got a great message and think that I want to learn about then that's you know really what gets all my time and let's be honest when you're going down a screen on social media you can still be listening to a podcast but you can't do that with a video so power to the podcasting that's what I say. Well, look, listen, Dom, we know that you are the podcast presenter and uh, the founder, the sole founder of the How to Cut It podcast. Considering the topic today is about success, I want to know how you've gotten to podcast status. Like, what was it you were doing beforehand? That's a really good question, Killen. And uh, I mean, for me, look, I am a hairdresser. I've been in the industry now for, what, 33 years. Start of a fourth generation member of the hairdressing family and yeah i went into it 1986 started out at trevor sorby in london covent garden i went there lasted one year i have to be honest became homesick uh went back to my hometown so i live in a central location in the heart of england uh, a place called northamptonshire and uh, so it wasn't exactly high fashion but I just embrace hair industry and I, I've always loved the industry and I think that was sort of built around it. And then I worked as a stylist in various salons, done some work with brands, education work. And then eventually in 1993, I opened up my own salon and we took that to two floors, really, really loved every bit of it. But I also had, you know, my failures as well. It's very easy. And I know we're going to talk about success, but, you know, I had moments which weren't so successful. And one of them was opening up a men's barbers. Uh, that was back in 1999. So long before, may I tell you both, the barber boom. So it <laughs> was, uh, uh, but we just got that wrong. But we learned so much from that. And we continued with the salon business that we had. Uh, and then in 2009, we decided to sell that business because I wanted to go in a new direction. The media side of the industry is always what's really been of a big interest to me. And yeah, we, we sold that. And I then opened up a very small, independent little boutique in the heart of rural England in a village location that you or probably most of your listeners will have no idea where it is. So I won't even bother <laughs> where that is and yeah so I, and I continue to this day to still work on the salon floor but the media side of the industry is something that's you know really is what grabs me and I've been on the journey that I can't tell you it's it's been an unbelievable journey and one that if you said to me you know 10 years ago that things that are happening now I'd have said no chance so and, and I think really a big catalyst for that was that I also launched a platform called Hair Club Live which is something I'm very proud of I'm no longer part of that but Hair Club Live is about a community for young up-and-coming hairdressers to showcase their hair talents and we kind of done that in kind of really cool venues around the UK one of them being Dingwalls in Camden and yeah, they got up on the stage, showcase their work. And, and that was, also, you know, a big springboard for me. So in a nutshell, that's me. 
So like a lot of what you said seems to have been like very successful uh, initiatives or projects or businesses. Why go into a whole new direction with the podcasting in a journey that is a total risk, really? Because you don't know if it's going to stick or not. Exactly that. Well, I think, again, that the whole reason for me to go into podcasting, first of all, I don't claim to be a technical expert. So naturally for me to go into podcasting wasn't something that probably was a real comfort. I was no digital expert, but I'd always had, I'd always embraced social media and that gave me a real, it gave me the the way to really create the platforms that we were talking about, Hair Club Live. And and I was kind of on social media from a very early point, MySpace, and then Facebook came along. and, And that really gave me a confidence to get more, there with digital so I've, I've grown up with digital you know we we talk about digital being this sort of a, a millennial generation anybody past that point would have no idea which you know i disagree with completely because you know i was there at the start and birth of social media and we've been able to grow with it and through that i actually what really got me into podcasting i bet you two may know of him pat flynn he was the first podcast that i really listened to it was back in 2014 on holiday on my iphone thinking what am i going to do here today and i scrolled along the screen and there was that purple icon that many of us know now which is apple podcast clicked on it didn't really know what to experience and it opened me up to this world of podcasts and being very into the digital side of yeah industry of my industry as well that's when i discovered smart passive income and yeah that's what really got me into it and i kind of checked out all the hair industry podcasts there wasn't really any that particularly spoke to me at this time and by the way i hadn't discovered your show so i can't say I'm going to you <laughs> that but they weren't what if we started at around the same time we mightn't have even been on it yet <laughs> yeah and you do an amazing job by the way i think you two are, are really really good and i've got to be honest at the time i didn't I wasn't blown away by what I heard in the way of podcasts. And that's where I felt, look, you know, I've got some great contacts in the world of hairdressing, people that I've met along the way, particularly with Hair Club Live. And that was it. I reached out, looked into it. And I think it was about a year and a half, if I'm honest, of planning it, thinking, can I do this? And, you know, this microphone that I'm talking into was probably my big baby. You know, this was the thing that really I spent a bit of money on. And I I went into it. I bought the equipment. I thought, if I'm going to do this, I want to do this to the best of my ability. And, yeah, it was – it's without a shadow of doubt the best thing I have ever done in my life, really that bigger statement. So is it fair to say it's a successful journey so far? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it, it's what what is successful. And, you know, I think that's a real topic that, you know, I'd certainly love to explore as well is, is success. But for me, that journey is, it's a very early part still, even though, you know, we've been doing this podcasting. But from this point, sitting here talking to you guys today, I mean, that's been a 15 year journey to this. So success for me is a continual development i'm always sort of going to that new part the new process and pushing me forward and yeah i'm I'm still a long way off from what i actually maybe where i really want to go with this so yeah but i appreciate what i've done i'm appreciating the opportunities that he's given me and i think that is very important is to be able to reflect and appreciate what you have so far because 
like us, very similar to you. We started the uh, the show about three, four years ago. My my numbers are completely gone in my head. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, start happens. of 2017. Yeah, it was 2016, <laughs> so we're 20 now. It's so, December. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like you were saying, podcasts at the time, there wasn't really anything standing out. It wasn't listened to anything. I've heard of Joe Rogan, but I never actually listened to the show. And it just kind of came up in conversation and work one day. It's like, what other platform can we use? And we actually use a thing at the time called ICE. The Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. So for any new idea you want to bring, what's the ICE? So what's the impact? How confident are you? And how much effort is involved? And when we pitched the podcast, like I'm pretty sure it failed all three of those, but myself and Zoe just decided, you know what, let's give it a shot. And we actually queued to show up for someone else to host. But because it was our idea, we were told, no, you have to present. Oh, here. Uh, like, I mean, it, it might not look like it or sound like it, but we're both very introverted people. Really? So when we were told you're doing it, it scared us. <laughs> oh, well, I bet that for you has opened up, it's given you so much confidence. Have a, you know, when you yeah. do this on a, you, you're kind of putting yourself out there, aren't we? As mm. you know, your voices and people are listening to everything we're saying. So if you're, you're naturally an introvert person, then I think what a great thing that's got to be for you. But like I was listening to your podcast the other day and where you sit there and you fill the full hour because your episodes are about an hour long you fill the full thing yourself me and zoe there's two of us so i, th- I think it like <laughs> makes it so much easier because there's two it's like a radio dj to be able to sit there and fill all that uh well do you, do you know where that, that comes from and i think every hairdresser and your listeners that are listening in and barbers it comes from hairdressers that's what we have to do you know we have to yeah, create conversation sometimes. And, you know, you've got to learn the art of conversation. It is not an easy thing. And this is what I always say about hairdressing. Actually, when we we talk about our industry and we talk about it's great to be artistic and creative and, you know, counsellors, all these things. But actually, one of the biggest skills that we have that makes us really successful in what we do is being good communicators. You have to be a great communicator. And I've, I've always said it that if I was going to be looking to employ people, it, you know, certainly if you want people to, to go out and meet people, talk to people, people from the hair industry would be top of my list because certainly with time over a, a 10, 15-year period, I've seen young hairdressers come into the industry quiet, shy, reserved, a little don't know their place. 15 years later, they evolve into the most beautiful people because they have to learn that art of conversation. And that can be judging things. You've got to work out people's moods, how they feeling. So it's, yeah. And I think that for me probably makes podcasting and being able to do it on my own a lot easier mm-hmm. and because I have to do that every day is great conversation, but learn when to shut up. Just like <laughs> Well, look, that's why we have you on the show today, because I was actually at a, a conference there a while back, um, the Irish Hair Federation, and I fell in love with your presentation. What you actually did was you actually took eight people from the industry that you had done episodes with and you focused on the topic of success and you essentially broke it down into eight sound bites. So do you want to do you want to kind of elaborate a little more on the presentation and who it was you were actually talking to? Because this is what set the precedence for this episode today. 
Well, thank you for the, the kind words, and it, it was great to meet you. We, we, we did meet in a laboratory, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but we got talking. But thank you so much. Yeah, look, that conversation really, because it actually came about, I did my very first keynote talk, and by the way, I was terrified. when If you said to me doing a keynote presentation to me two years ago, the height of fear came into me. I didn't know how to put it together in a slideshow, da-da-da. Anyway, I don't want for the fantastic hairdresser, and I kind of took that concept, what you saw at the Irish Hairdressing Federation. And by the way, a big shout-out to the crew there. They are brilliant. I love Lisa, Danielle, David, the lot. It was brilliant to be there. But, yeah, I kind of took it, and I wanted to do a presentation built around success because – Every one of my guests that have come on the show and probably like you have a really good story. And, you know, quite often we like to share the success. But behind every person that's got success, there is a journey, isn't there? There's a journey, the, you know, the ups, the downs. And we don't always hear about those things. And I worry that we live in a world now where everything is seen to be overnight success and i don't blame people for that i think it's a world we live in everything's very instant we we look at influencers out there and we're looking at these people and you're thinking i want this bit of life and i think for me the message is is to take the listeners of uh, the uh, guests that i've had the pleasure to interview and bring them to the forefront and take their pieces and then talk around their stories so in that presentation you were talking about um we had Tom Connell, artistic director, and he talked about uh, being obsessive. And then, you know, we kind of built around that whole kind of conversation. And that's like what you said at the start of the show, you're obsessed with podcasting. 100%. Well, like, do you know what? I am absolutely obsessed. I get very obsessive about things that I'm passionate about. And, and the, the two things that I'm really passionate about are the hair industry that I'm involved in. I love every aspect of the industry. And I'm really obsessive about sharing uh people's stories about people's inspirations that i get so excited and if i could put a spotlight onto those people that's what i love more than anything else i'm i'm actually really boring i'm i'm not a talented mega hairdresser like everybody else i'm i'm a good successful everyday commercial hairdresser and i'm really happy with that and in my early years, I would have loved to have been an award-winning hairdresser, but deep down, I don't think I ever really did want to be that. I think for me, it was always about putting a spotlight on a, a generation of other people. So how do we define success? Is it defined solely by how you feel inside? Like yourself saying, you know, I, I'm happy I'm a successful uh, commercial hairdresser, or does it also have like a, a, a mix between the other people's perception of you yeah i think look I, again i think it's a, a great question it's a question that success is i think it's a word that often is banded around isn't it because you know oh i'm successful why are you successful well i'm earning loads of money i'm living the life of my dream i think it doesn't really matter what that what you determine success to be it's about the actual process of getting to that and and the, and the work that you've got to put in to get to that and and i actually shared in that talk that you were talking about in what we've done in dublin one of the biggest standouts for me about success is actually appreciating where you are right now and sophia hilton who i've had the pleasure to bring onto the show three times unbelievable woman but she and she is incredibly successful i would view her as being one of the most successful hairdressers in the world right now 
but she talks about and i asked her the question i said to her you know i said what do you want more of what are you pushing more for and she actually turned around and she said i don't know about more it's more about appreciating where i'm at right now stop and smell the roses and i kind of got that a little bit because i think we are we're all nurturing our garden aren't we and we we make it look beautiful and but sometimes you just don't appreciate them flowers when they're bloomed and and then they kind of fade away. So I think actually it is about, it's about the journey. I'll, I'll always keep saying that. And that's what I get most excited about the journey. But on that journey to whatever success that may be, you know, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be built around money, around your career. It could be just being the best parent that you are, the whatever. It's just appreciate where you are. And, and I think that makes you just feel good about what you're doing and to, yeah, because once it's gone, it's gone. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's the memories that you've got to keep on to is maybe, for me, that's where I always think of success is, if you're just thinking off the top of my head, is, you know, maybe it is when I look back and think, yeah, that was, that was, that was good. And, you know, those, those are quite successful moments, aren't they? And we've all got them. I wonder if success is very much linked to our values. Of course, I always think our values are, are massively. Each one, every one of us has a different value, doesn't it? Every one of us has different wants, and it depends. You, some of us can be the most competitive people. Some of us are driven by wealth. Some of us, you know, whatever those values are, being charity, helping others, it's all about our values. And that's, I, I always say, there is nothing right or wrong about success it comes down to you individually what you want and as long as i always think whatever you're pushing for and you've got if you really want to push for it go for it do it but the biggest thing that i always say and i'm i'm so passionate about this treat people right i i believe if you're a salon owner you treat people right if you however successful you want to be to get to that success who's ever there as part of your team you treat them right and you know that's got to be really good isn't it i think we all have that part to play of just being really good to people on the way up because let's be honest they won't be there on the way down if you don't treat them that good yeah i think just treat people right that thing that i really define as being successful and yeah i'm i'm all for that so I actually have a question for both of you, including you, Zoe, Ooh, okay. uh, off the back of what you're asking. Do you do, and I kind of want to like open this up for debate, but do you think success and happiness are actually the same thing? Do you think they're linked? Go on, Zoe, you go first. Yeah, so I I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't. I don't think so at all. No. Um, I mean, I don't know. I was listening to this podcast just about uh, two weeks ago about this guy. He has a clothing brand. He's based out of Australia and um, it's beautiful, right? And it really caught people's attention around the world real fast. And a bit like how you were saying about that overnight success thing, he actually lived that for real, but for his company. And it almost cost him his family, his life, he was depressed. He, he was just like, it was too big for me to handle. Yet I was getting everything that I wanted from this company. I was just not ready for it. So I don't think they're the same. I agree. I agree with that completely. I think I always think it comes down to the question, why, doesn't it? Why do you want it? What is it? Why? You know, if you say, well, I want to become the greatest presenters in the world. Why do you want to become the greatest presenters in the world because you know i want to 
be respected well why do you want to be respected and you can break it down to why 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 and so i think ultimately success no i don't think is you know happiness is, success maybe you could have all the money and success in the world you could have the five ten fifteen chained salons franchise salons around the world and that's success to a lot of people but it may not make you happy and that so that's why i would say they're not linked i think is you know, and we all know those people don't we people mm -hmm. that are not happy but yet we look at them i think yeah they are successful but they're not happy even going back to when i was 14 i went on two humanitarian trips and the people that i met there were probably the happiest people that i've ever ever met in my entire life mm. i ended up you know picking vegetables in fields and, and having a full bag of rice spread out on a table and having to pick out the good ones and the bad ones and, and yeah, make, like, make sure it's ready for dinner. Nice. And you know what? It was so simple. I think it is a simplicity, isn't it? Whenever you hear of people that lead very simple lives by simple exactly what you're describing, you know, it's without the pressures of having to look like they're achieving because we live in a western society don't we a western society is built around um competition materialism all those things and it's quite clear that it's not actually making us uh, happier as people i don't you don't look at the world and think gosh everybody is really happy out here everybody's living because there's a pressure but we're in this western society and you can't just suddenly walk away from well you can but you know that would take a big thing but yeah i think it's it's a real it's a real challenging one to know what you want from success and why you want success and that's the thing it's why you want that success i mean i could give you one simple reason of why i want to find the success right and it's not about making me rich it's not about making me famous it's about giving me a lifestyle which i can actually appreciate the things going on. As I come up to 50, I come up to that point where I'm starting to think to myself, yeah, I, I'm, I'm driving. I love this. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm in this for the long run. But it's not about fame. It's not about fortune. It's about being able to, if I want to have you know, two weeks, three weeks, spend quality time with my family, friends, that's really success for me. It's about having that, being in a, a point where I don't feel pressure. I think because sometimes the simple things in life, when you're leading quite a bohemian life and you're, you know, in another country and it's it's just about, you know, food to mouth and and that aspect, it's it's quite simple life, but there isn't that pressure of feeling like I've got to go out and go out and go out. As long as you can put the food on the table and you can keep yourself warm that's got to be a really good glowing feeling, hasn't it? And it's quite easy to see that wealth doesn't bring you happiness. Well, you know, because we're led to believe that's what it's meant to be. I'm so glad in a way that you both said success and happiness aren't linked, but I'm disappointed because I was expecting a bit of a debate. But I do, no, I do agree with you because like I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago and it's always resonated with me um it was actually a boxer on shane Parrish podcast and he asked him what is happiness to you and his answer was so simple it was like i'm happiest when when i'm not thinking of anything yeah or when there's nothing on my mind there's i'm not worrying about anything that's when i'm happiest and that's essentially what you said there dom about you're happy because you're at home with your you're, you're with your family zoe you said you're out 
picking veg or something like that you're not worried about anything it seemed to me what you were saying the vibe you were given was that you were just out carefree and the people you are with is carefree but when we look at success success it's been a journey essentially no matter what it is if you're going to measure yourself you want to be successful in some way it's probably come with a lot of trials and tribulations a lot of ups and downs and a lot of i suppose effing and blinding along the way so which is what makes it makes it a success but it doesn't necessarily mean you're happy doing it (laughs) yeah absolutely i think it's uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, your listeners will be listening to this and everybody will have a different opinion to what we're actually saying. And they'll have a different thought process on what they feel success is to them. But you, whenever you're on that journey and you have to appreciate there are going to be real twists and turns and you're going to have real pressures and those are the things that actually are you prepared for those and sometimes when your mind's clear it's nice but then I'm itching for a little bit of thought process going on in there and a little bit more of that is is good for my mindset if it isn't there then I don't tend to uh, yeah yeah I, I overthink things too much yeah I would be the same on that that is probably something that I'm aching for to find a bit more stillness in, you know, in the daily life. And and I do kind of find that a lot in baking and cooking, ironically. I don't know where that's come from, but... That's, that's really cool. Yeah, and actually, you don't have to do... Uh, for me, some of my most happiest... Uh, and again, I wouldn't define it as being a successful moment, but my happiest moments are when I'm doing the simple things. And, and actually, actually, when I, I, I love going wandering London when it's no work and going into London, I'll wander around the South Bank with my brother. And my brother is an incredible street photographer. I, I mean, he does amazing images. And we just talk, and it, but it's he's just snapping and he's looking for photos, but it's a simplicity of that day. And it just allows me to really let my, my head unwind. But I find my head still is very creative. It's still always thinking about new ideas. I'd never ever stop thinking about ideas. So that's, I find really tough. I think even if I'm in the most relaxed place in the world, I'll still be having a creative part of my mind. And I reckon that many of the listeners that are listening to this would probably say the same, that you just, it's very hard to just go bang and switch off from not having any, that's when maybe hobbies you need to think else away from our passions that we're obsessed about that's why i like running because it gives me time to give out so much about why i'm running that i forget about everything else <laughs> and i need to be doing that running too <laughs> sitting here with a banged up knee and yeah. this morning the first thing that popped into my head is why am i doing this <laughs> yeah because because you are you are looking to reach success i mean why do you do your running yeah, exactly. So actually on that one, on your question there, um, why why do I need to do that running? Do you think success can be addictive? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think success, that's why we all, You know, it comes back to that obsessive, as Tom Connell shared with me in from Trevor Sorby, the, artist, the then artistic director of Trevor Sorby. He said, we have to be obsessed because... It, it's that that gets you through and, and it yeah. does and it becomes it becomes it does become addictive because actually for m- many of us we actually love what we do deep down that's why we start it and and because and if you love sync what do you do 
you get obsessed about it because that's why we do it and and that's what i think that helps you push through to actually get to that goal of what it may be so you say about your running you know i want to get to the 5 10 15 it's that obsession to keep going and you probably do enjoy it because you enjoy the result at the end of it and that feels really successful or maybe not no, no, you you are right. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you love to hate, isn't it? It's probably like a lot of stuff where, if you want to plan out your road to success, there are going to be a lot of elements that you hate because otherwise it wouldn't you wouldn't have accomplished it successfully if it wasn't a hurdle you needed to get over or get past. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I think you've got to always keep working at it and uh, and. And a big part of that is, you know, you have to get off your backside, mm. as Lee Stafford said to us. And I think that that's another thing. There's many of us that want the success, but uh, it, it it's very easy now, isn't it, to sit on social media and let's be totally honest and not actually feel like you've got to move too far or do too much because you'll put something out there and everybody's going to see what you're doing. And it doesn't work like that. You've got to really go out and you've got to really want it. And you've got to get out on those early mornings. If you're doing a run, you, you, my wife's actually training to do the London marathon as we speak. Wow. She's having to go through things. You know, Lou, you would never have had down for running the London marathon, not one bit, but you know, she's having a go at that, but she's having to do things that actually she doesn't really want to do at times, but it's about that success of achieving that goal because it's a big thing for her to do so that would be a massive uh, part to her journey is to get to that success of completing that marathon it's a feeling of achievement isn't it mm, exactly so that's maybe another reason for success a feeling of achievement i think i think what's important to keep in mind though sometimes is you know if we've defined success as say a and our situation in our lives change and we decide that well, you know what, this success A is not what I want anymore. Like if we change route and if we decide to go somewhere else entirely, we often pin that as a failure then because we haven't achieved that. But I think success can kind of be seen as we see boundaries where it's okay that they would change sometimes. It's not necessarily supposed to stay at the same, the same expectations or yeah, it can vary really. Do you know, I'm glad you said that. I actually read a great book. It was called Pivot. Um, and it was exactly on what you were talking about. So when I first planned this talk that we, we were referring to, I was actually thinking about going down the pivot route of the conversation because exactly on what you were just saying, that, it's, that you kind of set out on this journey and you have this thing like, yeah, I want to become this. And yeah, because that makes me feel good. That ticks all my boxes. It's what I'm about as a person. And then as we get older, or we evolve, we change as people, don't we? And mm -hmm. suddenly what you felt that you wanted then suddenly is a little bit different and you pivot and you're pivoting all the way and that all the way, which is all about ultimately it's about doing stuff that we love and we feel that we are serving because actually that's what we're here for, isn't it? Really, when you look at anything, we're about serving and it's about doing the right thing that we get the most out of what we're about as a person, what are we really good at? And that changes all the time. So I think pivoting along your career route or your personal life, we're talking about hair and the career there. So I'm, I would say career, you know, don't be afraid to do that 
because that takes you off in a new direction. Again, like you two that are sitting here doing what you're doing, if you go back 15 years ago, I bet your dreams and goals were very different to maybe where you are now. And they're changing all the time because you're evolving as people. Yeah. Well, I think like where that's most evident, the whole pivoting attitude is if we just look at companies, like companies alone, how many companies have gotten to where they are by pivoting? If we're so focused on success, if we don't hit whatever that metric or measure of success is, does that mean we're a failure? Does that mean we failed at it? And then you start talking about the pivot. And it got me thinking of companies like like this Slack company, yeah. the workplace chat that we use, that came off the back of a product that failed. And the founder of that also founded Flickr, which also came off the back of another company that failed. And if we look at Steve Jobs, you could probably say he failed because he was let go and then went back. Like it's everywhere. It's not just in ourselves. It's like day-to-day -day things. You see that. Failure is a good thing. If you don't fail at things, it means that you're not trying out new ideas. You have to, it sounds so cliche to people, but it's so right. And I shared again in the talk about Errol Douglas when I interviewed him for the podcast. And yeah, he talked about his tough upbringing. And, you know, he, his big point that he said to me was, your mistakes blossom into something new. And it's so right, isn't it? Continue testing the water. Like, you know, us guys, we, we're using different technologies and sometimes those things are going to work and you know, it isn't always going to be the way that it's, you know, you hope it's going to go, but you learn from that or that you do and then that's what helps you then move forward and you pivot along and then suddenly you get a confidence from that failure. I had a men's salon back in 1999, as I said at the start. It didn't work. It was a failure, but that actually was a really good thing for me because we learn. Actually, be a bit more careful with spending money. Because <laughs> spending money, spending money but uh, I've been trying to learn that one. But uh, yeah, so I think your failures, you know, turn and blossom into sink else massively. It's like what they say, right? Like mistakes don't define you; it's how you react to them. Massively, and I always say I, I'm hard to believe. I manage an under 15s football team. I've been managing them since I was seven years of age, right? And and it's incredibly competitive, right? When they're out, and you listen to these coaches, it's embarrassing, right? Sometimes, and but I don't mind that competitive if they're polite and they're decent about it. But it's actually when you lose, when you do sports, you you play to win. That's why we do sports for. Anybody who says any different, I'm thinking, well, how do you play sport? But you do play to win, but it's actually learning how to lose, which is mm -hmm. the most important part. And if you lose, then it's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's this point because you want to win. Mm. But it's knowing how to accept defeat. There's definitely an element of balance because if it's all well and good where if it's based on success personally so your own success where you're like you know what i failed i'm gonna it doesn't matter i'm gonna move on but if it's success for your business or your company where there's multiple parties involved there's probably an element more of an element of caution around it like i know if we ever released a feature that didn't work we do what's called like a post-mortem so you have to kind of investigate, well, why didn't it work? As opposed to, ah, I failed, we tried, let's move on to something else. It's how you yeah, actually... Got, of course, I always yeah. think you have to always sit and look and analyse what didn't work. I mean, anybody that's got a salon or 
but it's not working. And they're thinking, well, we're not got enough customers coming in on Fridays. Why not? So you have to sit down and analyze why it isn't. I guess the software that you guys create helps people to analyze <laughs> their business. Is that right? Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Analyze exactly. and grow, that's, yeah. That's why you do it, you know. So that's why we have tools like that to help people analyze their business and to work out the things that are successful mm. and the things that are not successful. One thing that I want to touch upon is that, uh, you know, like sometimes you'll set yourself a goal, let's say like running the marathon, Killian, for instance, um, and you hit that, but you like at the end of it, it's just like it's it doesn't provide the satisfaction that you thought it would. How do you how do you manage that that I suppose feeling and like why does that happen sometimes? Is it because of our expectations? Is it because maybe we're influenced by other people and we just see that now as no longer a successful thing and we want the next big thing? Because isn't it exciting? Isn't that what living life is about? It's about new challenges. It's about a new journey. And that's where we go back to success. It's not always about what is the thing that you're going for. It's just about moving and developing and moving forward. The journey and the process and Eugene Solomon, one of the greatest session hairstylists in the world, I shared his piece and he talks of that. And what I loved about his um, uh, interview with us, he talked about, you know, there he was in his 50s. He wasn't planning to retirement. He was planning to his journey to what he wanted to achieve. And I think that that's what is the most exciting part is just that continual you've you've achieved sync. Great. But then what you just sit on it we can't sit in the garden and appreciate it forever more you know if we just sit on that bench appreciating the roses that we've just grown then they're going to start to die and we're going to start to get a bit bored again aren't we we need to move on to something new whatever that may be doesn't matter but of course that's what we live for it's about new challenges new things that we do whether that's in the hair industry running growing a garden doesn't matter I actually really like that question because, uh, Zoe, because um, there are times where you've been so focused on the journey that when you hit the journey, you actually feel overwhelmed with, is this what all of that work was for? Just to be gone and what feels that's like where you stop and appreciate it, Exactly. It? And, and what I've actually st- started to do is I've stopped calling them goals and started calling them milestones. Yeah, nice. Because I found when I was calling things goals, when I hit the goals, I kept feeling the opposite to what I thought I should have felt, which comes back to, is success and happiness related? No, I don't think they are. But now that I call them milestones, I'm like, right, I've accomplished this. Now I can start moving towards this. And I I don't know, like personally, I feel that kind of works a bit better goes back to the idea of the journey. Yeah, the journey, the pivoting, not being afraid to pivot, knowing that this isn't the end of it. Yeah. There's a, there's a book out there called, the, is it the Five Minute Journal? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. That's wicked. I, I certainly recommend it to a lot of people. And I think what I love about it, it kind of, it's all about being grateful, right? And I think that that's really important. Uh, everything that we're talking about is just appreciating what you've got. Because And you have to write down at the start of it, you know, three things that, uh, you know, you're grateful for. And then three amazing things that are going to happen today. Uh, and then at the end of the day, what were three amazing things that happened today? And it really does 
focus it gets your mind in the right set at the right you know at the start of the day let's be honest a lot of us it can be oh here we go <laughs> and gotta be in and, you know it, it can be challenging and as much as we all like to think we're pumped up and fired and yeah the world's great it can be difficult some days and and i think it, it is always just about appreciating something and as much as miserable as you can feel on certain days and we all have those real miserable days that there are things that you can still take from a day and you think yeah i'm really grateful for i don't know the the smell of the trees or whatever that may where that came from i don't know but uh, it's because i can see a tree out there. <laughs> um, i think it's yeah i think it is that sort of part of everything that we're talking about is actually appreciating it as well the journey and all of that uh, and, and to be grateful yeah because actually we've got a lot to be grateful for really grateful and compassionate isn't it uh isn't it funny how we can never analyze ourselves to see what we've accomplished we find it so hard to read ourselves but you pick up on other people's achievements so fast have you ever done any of them strength finder? Yes, we, we're, we're meant to do it. As we get hired in Forest World, we all go through yeah. that. Yeah. They are brilliant. And again, for, for listeners, I think it's something that you could, it's well worth just doing one of those because that's a really good way about finding out who you are as a person. So when we sit here and we talk about success, so you know, it's about who you are and actually what you are. I actually done it and it made me open my eyes to actually thinking, gosh, am I actually, that's my strength? That's what I'm pretty good at? And actually, I thought, yeah, that's right. And it, it actually helps on that pivot, that moment as you go off on that, yeah, maybe I should sort of home in on that part of me, who I am. And that, that I think is really important. If I'm totally honest with you both, I was never going to be the greatest salon owner leader because whilst I had a really successful salon, I don't think my great strengths are... I don't think I'm the, I, I wouldn't be great at captain the ship. So, you know, that's, I'm better at putting that spotlight and bringing people to the attention of everybody else. So that's in effect why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm, and I'm guessing that a lot of what I read then is playing a big part in what I'm doing now. And to be honest, we need more people like that as well. You know, it makes the world go round. Yeah, we, we need to have, yeah, everybody has a story, don't they? Do you find that? Yeah, of course. You know, again, anybody that's probably listening to this, I bet they've all got a story. And I know at the, the start of that presentation that we referring to, you know, as success happens over time, not overnight. But my first question is, is, um, you know, how many of you have found success over time, over uh, overnight, should I say? And, and, you know, very few put their hands up. But what it all comes down to is actually think about some of your most successful moments and everybody in everybody will have a successful moment in them what they see as success and then they've got a story worth sharing so you know we were just talking off air before we came onto the show we we're talking about my most popular download uh, a guy called noel colgan uh, alcohol drugs and suicide attempt hour of 45 minutes and he wasn't a well-known hairdresser and and i kind of thought to myself well he's not a well-known hairdresser my listeners aren't going to want to hear you know, and they want to hear only from the most successful, famous names in the industry. I was so wrong. They loved his story, and his story is what really made that the most popular download. And, yeah, so I think that that's really important. Everybody has a great story. Yeah, and we under underestimate it a lot. I mean, even when you look at it from a PR point of view, in any industry, really, but 
the the hair and beauty industry is is so fast paced. We move on, like say, you'll have like a first location, you'll move on to opening a second one and a third one, and we don't a bit like you were saying earlier, we don't take the time to appreciate those milestones. And even from a PR point of view, it could actually be beneficial to be doing that because then you can write a press release, then you can talk about it. And and again, we all have those stories. Like, what if it's a salon that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation? Like, there is always something to say that is inspiring about yourself. I think we're in it now with the industry at, at large, the hair industry. And my podcast that went live today was a guy, Alan Austin Smith. I think one of the biz, best business coaches out there. And I don't know if you've had him on the show. If you haven't, get him on the show. We've had him at the Salon Owners Summit a few years ago. Oh, he, he, <laughs> he, he is brilliant, isn't he? He talks amazing. And, yeah, we, we just talked about the industry and you know, the hair industry is going through a, a, a rocky ride at the moment. But equally, it's kind of reshaping itself and it's finding that sort of new pathway of, you know, seeing what is in that industry and what could be successful in that industry. And I think that's really important. I think it's important about the story and the message that we get over on that. So, guys, on that note, um, open question to all three of us again. But I feel like we're probably going to come up with the same answer. But what would be your one takeaway for our, our listeners today? If, if you were to give one recommendation for your path to be successful, what, what would it be? Don, we'll start with you. Right. My big takeaway is don't run and be, be patient. Go slowly. Don't expect it all to happen now. And I think that's, that's really important. I think just keep at it. And sometimes it's easy to fall away when things aren't going well and then, jump off and think, I can't be bothered. Just dig deep and keep driving forward for whatever that may be. For me, um, like a a big part of my role and something that I've been doing for a long time is writing. And every now and again, I'll write a text, find it a couple months later, and it'll bring back all these different emotions depending on what the text was about. I think with success, if there's one thing that I, I realize is that I don't really take a lot of time to appreciate those moments, those little wins um, along the way, those milestones. And when things get a little harder, to read what you've told yourself that you've done, you've done good. Like, you know, this is just a moment. All things pass. I think it's it's it can be really helpful. And there's actually a quote. It's more on happiness, but I think it, it kind of. It applies to to success as well. It's a quote by Chuck Palahniuk. He said, it's so hard to forget pain, but it's even harder to remember sweetness. We have no scar to show for happiness. We learn so little from peace. Nice. So right, isn't it? Yeah, I don't have any quotes like that. It's so true. Like I've tried to kind of like visualize yours so much, but man, is it is it tough, isn't it? To sit there and go that what I'm doing now is going to account to me or stand me in 10 years time, as opposed to what difference can I make in 10 minutes? It, it, it really is a struggle, but it's so important to have that mindset. It, isn't it funny to think that it takes two minutes and at your presentation, you got us all to sit there and close our eyes and imagine success or what it would be to be successful. It took two minutes, but the minute I opened my eyes, I felt so motivated 
so energized because bearing in mind i just flown back from uh holidays so monday morning going to work it was the last thing in the world i wanted to do naturally but after that i don't even think it was two minutes a long day you had us close our eyes but then all of a sudden i was thinking i was like why am i here today how how have i gotten to here today well i've done x y and z and i just felt so good afterwards but then zoe for your one the emotions I'm such a firm believer in whatever emotion you're feeling right now, like enjoy that emotion, no matter what it is. If it's happiness, enjoy being happy. If it's sadness, enjoy being sad. If you're angry or frustrated, enjoy being angry or frustrated. Like, I think it's cool being in a moment, isn't it? Exactly. It's simple as it, just you are now, we are here now. Yeah enjoy what that is you can't change the, the past you can't change and that's kind of headspace isn't it that's really meditation because the more we try to compress it the worse it's going to get down the line so just like enjoy it let it all out be as emotional and whatever that emotion is right there and then and i know you're going to wrap it up and i think that's really important i, I, I do want to just finish on that when you're thinking about sometimes when you want sync and you want it so much and we've all had it, haven't we? I bet, you know, you're both coming, yeah, I really want this. You, you're almost forcing it and you're like, I want this. Where actually, if you just say, I'm just going to go with this, actually be now, be present, the chances are those things will start because you become more relaxed. And whether, you know, I hear people say, put it out there to the universe <laughs> or whatever spiritual faith beliefs that you may have. I think, though, it's that little bit of energy and just relax about it. And I think things do start to come to you and, and, and things can happen. Great things can happen. But success does not happen overnight. It happens over time. Well, Dom, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time and being on the show with us today. If anyone has a story to share with you and wants to start a conversation, how can they reach out? Well, it's very easy. You can first find us on all the social media channels. You just search how to cut it. DM us there on that. Great way. I love listening uh, to ideas. Email info at howtocut.it. Yes, I know it's an Italian domain, but hey, it worked nicely. So that's why we went with that. Yeah, just get in touch. I, I'm always open. Probably like you, I, I have a massive inbox and sometimes it's very hard. You know, I'm not a, a big setup in terms of, you know, the 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 back end of what we do and uh, so it can take time and you know i always think if somebody wants to come on the one thing and you will get this i know mm -hmm. both of you don't see it as being a promotional uh, opportunity i want people to come on and actually share sync in an authentic way because i respect my listeners massively and I, I think i owe them the best so i want sync that's going to be inspirational it's going to be insightful and it's going to have some great information so get in touch that way well, listen, Dom, thanks so much for joining us on the show. It's a pleasure to have you, and uh, I wish you the best with your future success. Thank you. And look, you know, I just want to say a big thank you to you both. I think it's uh, and really glad that I bumped into you uh, at the event. And um, yeah, it's been, this is really weird for me to have, come on this side. It's the first time I, I did get interviewed by Sophia Hilton once, and uh, but not for someone else's podcast. So this has been the first time, and it's been a real pleasure. And, you guys are a natural, so keep doing the, the great work that you do. Dom, you make it sound like I just hang around toilets at conferences trying to grab people for the podcast <laughs> now. now. Well, look, hey, <laughs> if it works for you, don't stop. No one, everyone's <laughs> going to avoid all the toilets next time they see me anywhere. Hey, there he is. There's that guy. He loiters around toilets. With a microphone in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> High fives.
Thinking of switching salon software companies but fear the migration process? How long will it take? What happens to my staff and clients' details or my roster? Look, when you sign up for Forest Salon Software, it's our mission to transfer your data from your previous provider smoothly and safely onto your new one, us. Manage, market, and grow your business with Forest Salon Software. Visit forest.com for more details. So that was Dom Lahane of the How to Code a Podcast, giving us some insight into what's not only what does success mean to him, but also what does success mean to some of the most successful people he's had on his own podcast. It obviously means something different to each of us. And I think it was a, it was a great conversation going on today. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I mean, the three of us coming from a podcasting background where we're used to interviewing and leading the conversation, it was definitely going to be a little different. It was going to be more conversational. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And now for the Inside Force segment of today's episode, we do not have any client webinars. So Killian is taking a break this week and I'll be jumping straight in with our webinars open to Force clients and non-clients. And we have two coming up. The first one is taking place on March 23rd at 10 a.m. GMT for UK and Ireland. It's a webinar hosted by Caroline McInery, the Managing Director of the HR Suite. And uh, she'll be covering the top 10 HR tips for salon owners. Next, also on the same day on March 23rd, this time at 12 p.m. EST, we have Angela Anderson, who's been on the show with us uh, to talk about, you know, social media and Instagram in particular. And she'll be tackling the reality of Instagram in the hair and beauty space. So, you know, how you share your work, your expertise and how you can target your ideal customer all through the platform. She'll also teach you the four steps that will help you gain more clients through Instagram. The registration for both these webinars is free. The links to sign up can be found in today's show notes. And looking well ahead of time, the Salon Owners Summit's seventh edition, the flagship event, is once again taking place in Dublin at the Convention Centre. And this time it's on January 10, 11. The 10th is going to be our pre-summit Inside Forest Tech event. And the 11th is the full day conference. We'll be announcing our very first speaker within the next few episodes. But super early bird tickets are already on sale. And this edition is open open to clients and non-clients for the very first time. If attending the Salon Owners Summit has been on your list for the past couple of years, now's your chance. And again, the link for a callback is in today's episode's notes. One last quick reminder, we also have the Salon Mentorship Hub. So if you're looking for a place to connect with industry coaches and consultants who can hear you out on a free 15 to 30 minute consultation on a topic of your choosing, simply head over to salonmentors.forest.com. We have a full platform there available for you to book yourself in for a free chat. And well, that's all we got for this week, guys. So as always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions at all regarding the show in general, you can send us an email at forestfm at forest.com. Or you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It takes about a minute of your time, but it helps us tailor the content and make sure we're on track with our objectives of bringing loads of value and insights to your week. Don't forget that we now also have a Forced FM specific weekly newsletter that you can sign up for on forced.com forward slash FM. And in those emails, you get the context for the episode that has just been released. You get occasional exclusive downloadable content and you also get various resources links. If you've also got feedback on those, please feel free to let us know. We're always looking for ways to improve our content and delivery. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. 
This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.